It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is August 16th, 2021. Back in the chair. My name is Phil Prostomike. I'm the expert insight editor over at OrlandoMagicDeal.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked on Magic, I'm going to catch up on everything that happened in Summer League while I was on vacation. Uh, sorry about that. I know it was at an inopportune time. Wedding. It, family wedding. Nothing I could do about it. Couldn't get away to record anything. Figured I would try and catch everything back up. We'll talk about some of the big themes that I've seen uh, through the first four Summer League games. Of course, we have a game tonight against the Detroit Pistons. So this will be sort of a recap episode. And we'll dive back into kind of more of the daily uh, day-to-day stuff. I've um, got thoughts on Jalen Suggs. I've got thoughts on Cole Anthony. I've got thoughts on Franz Wagner. We'll get to them over the course of the week as this will be sort of a summer league recap week as we move out of the summer league and into looking ahead to the regular season and training camp beginning in roughly six weeks. Short offseason this year. It's really, really nice. But before we do any of that, I do want to remind you all, you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network by searching every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast here covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, this podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can only find from a local expert who knows their team best. Want the lowdown on the Detroit Pistons ahead of tonight's game? Check out Locked On Pistons. Want to look back at last night's game against the Houston Rockets? Check out Locked On Rockets. No matter who your team is, whether it's in the NBA, NFL, NHL, MLB, or college too, there is a Locked On podcast for you. Search for every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Today's podcast also brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. When we last left you, everything was going great. The Orlando Magic defeated the Golden State Warriors in overtime thanks to Jalen Suggs' heroics. And we were all buzzing about the potential of Jalen Suggs. Despite the thumb injury he would suffer in Thursday's game against the Boston Celtics, we are still buzzing about Jalen Suggs. Do not get me wrong. We are still buzzing about Jalen Suggs. I am still giddy about everything this kid is about. Um, Just the way he plays, uh, watching him on the bench even during Sunday's game against the Rockets, which I did watch on tape delay because I'm a masochist. Um, Summer league basketball is summer league basketball, no matter how you slice it. Um... Jalen Suggs is really, really exciting. I cannot remember the last time I was this excited about a guard prospect the Magic brought in. Um, you know, I don't even, I, I, I can tell you, I was not this excited about Victor Oladipo. I, I liked Victor Oladipo a lot, but this kid is, is really, really special. And, and again, he showed that in the next two games. So uh, what we're going to do in this segment here is, is recap the Cleveland and Boston games. I'm going to save the Houston game probably for tomorrow. We'll talk more about that. Um, probably a little bit more specifics about that, not necessarily what happened in the game because what happens in the game doesn't really matter. Um, th- just the big takeaways from it because uh, I want to I make sure I'm catching up on, on everything and thoughts that I missed uh, while, while, I was, while I was away from the podcast here. Um, and we'll talk about Jalen Suggs, of course, later in the week too. But 
Suggs, Suggs continued to play with incredible poise, I, I thought, uh, and just a great understanding uh, of the game. You know, I think one of the big things that developed over the course of these summer league games that, that we'll continue to, to analyze and I think we'll continue to see in the regular season is Suggs understanding when to attack for himself and when to attack for others. Um, I, I felt like, first off, it's very clear Jalen Suggs is the best player on this team, uh, on this summer league team at least. Um, and, and maybe that's because the Magic played it that way and they told Hampton and Cole, you know, take a back seat with your scoring here. Just let Jalen kind of do his thing. Really feature him, give him confidence. And, and of course, they're, ve- they're more veteran players. They kind of understand that. They're working, on, they're working on different things too. We'll get into that over the course of the week too. But be very, very excited about Jalen Suggs. That's, that's where we left off last Monday or last Tuesday. I um, wasn't able to record on Tuesday night. Um, that's where we last left off Tuesday uh, on Tuesday's episode, our last episode. Uh, and, and it's still very, very much true. But the Summer League didn't go necessarily as planned in the next two games. Um, against the Cleveland Cavaliers on Wednesday, the Magic did a lot of the same very nice things. Um, I thought, again, Suggs was stupendous. Um, you know, Franz Wagner started to look a little bit more comfortable. Um, everything started to get a little bit more settled, but you could see some of the frustration kicking in. Um, the Magic weren't able to hit shots, weren't hitting shots really at any rate. There's a long stretch in the third quarter where they just could not get a basket to go down, even good looks. And, and again, I'm going to be very much process over results here in Summer League. Get good shots, get good looks, run through the offense, run through the defense, uh, and you'll be fine. I thought the Magic's defense was okay, still giving up probably a little bit too much dribble penetration. And, you know, this team just doesn't have the size. Um, you know, John Teske, Obsord, Midgard. Both big bodies, but not good rebounders. I mean, it still says something that Suggs and Anthony and Hampton were leading the team in rebounds as opposed to their bigs and their centers. And so Cleveland was able to kind of race ahead a little bit. Um, and we saw this even in the Golden State game. The Magic offense just went a little bit fallow, went a little bit quiet. And, and so we, we will talk more about that. But Orlando fell behind against Cleveland, never really got blown out. Um, you know, And I think that's, again, a credit to... Uh, Suggs' kind of leadership and, and, and ability to kind of lead the team offensively. Um, I think that's a credit to some of the vet, more veteran players on the Magic's roster, um, on the Summer League roster. Again, we're talk, talking about Summer League here. Um, and, and the Magic just could not climb out of the hole. They ended up losing, uh, I think it was by 10. Um, again, not a not a game that... Uh, not a game that, that did... that, that the, Ma- the Magic just didn't have enough to get over the hump. Um, I thought Mobley, Evan Mobley played well. I thought Franz Wagner played good defense on him. I thought he needed to be a little bit more physical uh, with him. And, and, and again, we saw Wagner play two very different players. Jonathan Kuminga, more a physical wing. Uh, Evan Mobley, more kind of a finesse big. Um, Wagner was getting more comfortable. It's very, very clear that he needed a little bit more time to kind of settle in. Uh, and, and as we saw Sunday night, that, that he played a whole lot better and, and really found his niche on this team. Thursday's game, though, against the Boston Celtics, um, let's not dwell on it too much. Um, look, even by players' own admission, they were tired um, coming into Thursday's game. If I'm not mistaken, the Magic practiced every single day from uh, every single day essentially from the end of or from the time they arrived in Vegas. That would have been last Thursday, all the way to Thursday's game, and I think they got a much deserved day off Friday. Um, they were back practicing Saturday, and, and, and I imagine that many of the Magic's practices, because Jamal Mosley was kind of getting his feet wet, and the Magic had so many key players. I mean, 
You're talking RJ Hampton, Cole Anthony, Franz Wagner, Jalen Suggs. Mo Bamba jumped in for, jumped in for practices before Summer League began. Um, Wendell Carter jumped into to a practice, I believe, as well, or at least shot around with the team. I imagine these were not typical Summer League practices. It, it, fe- it, felt, it feels like, to me, this was a mini-training game. And I'm going to get into a little bit about what that means here in a sec. But ostensibly for these games, what it meant was these guys were tired. Um, you could see it. Um, players admitted it after the game. That's not an excuse by any means, but when you're playing this compressed schedule in Summer League, and, and it's a very different schedule in Summer League than you'd get in the regular season, um, you're going to feel those effects. You could see it in the Cleveland game, honestly. The Magic were getting good looks, and every single shot was coming up short. You could see, I mean, you could again, a lot of players admitted the fatigue hurt them defensively, where they were maybe a, a little late reacting and, and being in the right spots. And you could see the difference, honestly, from Thursday's game against Boston, where they were just getting blown by and guys were not able to challenge challenge at the rim very very effectively, um, to especially later in the game, um, to Sunday's game against Houston, where the Magic were really tight. Um, you know, again, they weren't getting blown by. When they did, the guy the defender was in the right spot to, to trap and to and to and to close off the lane and, and rotate a lot better. Um, Sunday's game was a significant improvement over over. Um, Wednesday and Thursday's game where the Magic just looked tired. So, again, a big thing about Summer League, the results aren't important. I don't care that the Magic got blown up by 30. Um, there was, what, a 12-point game. It was very similar to the Cleveland game where the Magic fell down to a little bit of a hole and just couldn't climb all the way back out. It was a 12-point game late in the second quarter of that of that game, and Boston extended it out to, I think, 16 or 18 at the half. And some of that was Jalen was Jalen Suggs' injury played, played a role in that. Some of that was Boston just got really hot from three. Um, and again, the Magic, despite a low three-point field goal percentage, are actually in the top 10 in three-point field goal percentage in Summer League so far. Um, they weren't able to match that. They had a really bad three-point shooting game against the Celtics. Uh, and and again, they sat their starters in the second half. Boston did not. Boston's probably going to win the whole Summer League. They play the Kings on Tuesday for the Summer League title. Um, it really felt like it really felt like the Magic just ran out of gas. Um, so I, I did not think very much. I only watched the first half. I was on vacation. I only watched the first half of that game against the Celtics. Um, frankly, did not feel like I missed a whole lot other than that. I thought Cole Anthony found a little bit of a rhythm in that game. Certainly carried that over to Sunday's game, which we'll talk probably a little bit more about uh, tomorrow or on Wednesday. The bottom line is this. Um, the bottom line is this. The, the Magic are still getting a little bit of a mixed bag in Summer League. Um, you know, I, I think that there have been some good things, and we got to see what tonight's game brings, and, and we'll recap kind of the big takeaways from Summer League coming up here as well. But the Magic are ostensibly here to, A, get their rookies' feet wet, and B, to learn the Jamal Mosley way. And that's really what we need to talk about, is what is the Jamal Mosley way? What is this team going to accomplish. And that's what I want to talk about next. So now that we've recapped what I missed in Summer League, we'll get to the Houston game a little bit. We'll get the Houston game tomorrow. Now that I've recapped what we've seen in Summer League, let's talk about the big picture item. And that's what Jamal Mosley brings. We'll get to that in just a moment. But first, let me tell you a little bit about sweat block. There are very few things in life that just aren't fun to talk about. One of them is excessive sweating. And and if you live in Florida like me, 
you know that sweating is a huge problem. It, it just is. It's embarrassing, right? I mean, if you go, I, I used to work at the theme parks. People would always be carrying around those towels, just trying to cool off and keep the sweat off. There's just nothing you can do about it. It's hot and humid here in Florida. We all deal with sweat. There's nothing we can do. Now, this isn't life or death or anything. There are much worse problems in the world, but let's be honest, in the moment, it feels like a big deal. It can be embarrassing to see those pit stains under your arms. Nobody likes to pit out during an important speech, interview, or God forbid, a first date. I'd much rather not worry about it, and that's why I use Sweatblock antiperspirant wipes. Sweatblock is stronger and more effective than most clinical antiperspirants. You simply apply it at night before bedtime, go to bed. The next morning you wake up, wash, and go about your day without worrying about sweat guaranteed. I know this will sound too good to be true, but I literally only have to use Sweatblock once or twice a week, and it keeps me dry the whole time. No more pitting out. No more picking my shirts based on which one will hide sweat better. And if it works in Florida, it can work anywhere. If you or someone you love is dealing with this, you have to check out Sweatblock. Get it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com with the promo code locked on or at Amazon and CVS. Be sure to try it out. Today's podcast also brought to you by our good pals at Indeed. General managers ask questions to find the right players. We talk a lot about that interview process during the draft. They might ask, do they have ice in their veins? So when you're hiring, you can use Indeed assessments to make sure you find candidates with the skills you need. When hiring gets hard, you need Indeed, the job site that makes hiring incredibly simple. Just attract, interview, and hire. In fact, with Indeed, you can do all of your hiring in one place, even interviewing. Don't just hope your perfect candidate will find you. Indeed's hiring tools help you cut through the noise to to hire faster and smarter. In fact, Indeed Instant Match provides a list of quality candidates whose resumes are on Indeed the moment you post a sponsored job. With Indeed assessments, choose from 135 skills tests to help make sure you're finding applications from people with the skills you need. According to TalentNest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that are using Indeed to hire great talent fast. Get started right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash LockedOn. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash LockedOn. Indeed.com slash LockedOn. Offer valid through September 30th. Terms and conditions apply. So, you know, Summer League is not about necessarily the stats or the results on the court. You got a lot of guys playing roles they will not play when the regular season begins and certainly not playing with players that they will play in the regular season. Um, so the players that are missing shots right now, you know, again, uh, Cole Anthony admitted after Thursday's game that he really hadn't played any five-on-five basketball uh, since the season ended. It's just not an opportunity he had with pandemic restrictions still in place. Uh, you know, in, in a typical summer, you'll see guys do five-on-five runs. You know, especially here in Orlando, they'll, they'll, there are a lot of former players that, that play a lot around here. Uh, and so, and so he, you know, he said it best. You know, he's still working his way into rhythm. So, you know, I, I don't worry about a guy like Cole Anthony. I, I, I'm, I know that he will be where he needs to be when training camp begins and, and, and can use certainly the training camp with playing with better players to get himself back kind of into into playing mode or playing mentality, especially organized organized play. And again, well, there'll, there'll be some probably some workouts happening around Labor Day that, that there usually are, um, like a sort of mini camp to, to begin implementing some of these things. But 
to me, what the real, uh, what the real focus of this summer league has been is installing Jamal Mosley, uh, the first time head coach. It was the head coach for the Magic's first three summer league games, um, and there was definitely an intense focus, it seemed, on learning the Jamal Mosley way or the way that he's going to coach and direct this team. Um, it, it, I think that is a huge, huge factor here in the way that the Magic are playing and the way that the Magic were approaching this summer league. And so to me, what I've been looking at, what I've really been watching is how are the Magic trying to play? Uh, what Are the Magic accomplishing some of these things? Are the Magic accomplishing some of the things that Jamal Mosley has said that he wants to, to be? Uh, and where does the team stand? Now, I suspect that the Magic's practices before Summer League were more like training camps for this reason, because they're installing a completely new mindset and a completely new identity from what they had with Steve Clifford. Um, and certainly some of it might be too. Mosley's probably never really done this, being a head coach. Certainly he's coached a Summer League team before. But being a head coach, he's never really been kind of the man in charge. And there's so many, again, key players. There are four rotation players that are on this summer league roster, or four key uh, key players of Magic that are on this summer league roster. There's a lot to build. There's a lot that's going to carry over from what we've seen in summer league to what we're going to see in the regular season. And there are players that need to soak this information up. Um, by uh, all accounts, the Magic put their focus on the defensive end more than the offensive end. So the offenses looked rough. Uh, by comparison, because the focus was on defense, the Magic didn't, you know, pr- installed a little bit of offense for sure, but you know, Mosley's idea of pace, space, and the pass, you know, are probably more guiding philosophies than kind of actually implemented in practice or implemented in place. I will say this, you know, I, I think the Magic's offense has been interesting um, in that the Magic are shooting a lot of threes. Um, I think they're up around. I think they were uh, fifth. After Thursday's game, they were fifth in three-point attempts in the summer league. Um, and knowing that this is not a great shooting team that 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 Mosley's inheriting, um, I do think that his idea is let's move inside out, let's get the ball moving in, in into the lane and outside, and then work it around the horn to get open shots. And honestly, I would say generally, the Magic have gotten open shots. They missed a lot of them, don't get me wrong. Um, but they have gotten open shots. If anything... Offensively, I would characterize the Magic this summer league as being too aggressive at trying to get into the paint. Um, there hasn't been enough kind of action to, to, to create pe- dribble penetration. It's been simple pick and rolls. There's been simple drives. And I think the Magic have sometimes gone too headlong into the paint where they get caught, and that's where they turn the ball over or take wild shots. You know, there needs to be a mid-range game or there needs to be some cutting action. I think we began to see that Sunday, especially with Franz Wagner, who is a really gifted cutter. Um, Franz Wagner is a really smart cutter and a, and a solid finisher around the basket when, you get, when he's able to catch the ball. Um, you know, a lot of this offense is thrown off by imprecise passing, and I think a lot of that has to do with being integrated into a new offense, playing with players that you're not used to. You see a lot of those turnovers in Summer League, and, and it disrupts offense. So it does devolve into one-on-one play. So I, I'm not super concerned about that. I, I see the hints of what Mosley is trying to do and what Mosley is trying to create offensively. But there's still a long way to go, no doubt about it. Um, and, and this, again, isn't the team that will be running that offense necessarily. And again, certainly um, Wendell Carter, even Mo Bamba, probably a lot better than John Teske or Absurd Midgard, as much as I like Midgard, uh, and, and to some extent Teske. Um, the Magic, 
the Magic are going to be working with better players come September, come October. So, not super worried about a lot of these things. Um, the shooting will come. The shooting will come and go. You know, if the Magic, I think, will live live with, you know, taking a lot of open threes, and if they miss them, they miss them. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I think the offense is still something that's going to develop uh, once we get into training camp. It's not something I'm super worried about. Where I really see Mosley put his imprint on this team, however, is on the defensive end. No doubt, Steve Clifford is came from the Pat Riley School of Defense, um, the Pat Riley Van Gundy School of Defense, and it's very much protect the paint, no dribble penetration, no easy layups, no shots, don't go for steals. You know, Stan Van Gundy hated, you know, didn't hate steals, but didn't want you out of position. He preferred positional defense, keeping you in line, uh, and, and playing a little bit more conservatively, to be perfectly honest. Um, and I think that worked. I mean, obviously, that strategy works really well on your... So you're, you know, potentially subjected to wild swings and three-point shooting because three-point shooting can be a little bit random. And maybe in this league, that's not always what you need. But more, but again, the numbers kind of bear this out more often than not, that conservative defensive style works until the playoffs, at least. Um, when mid-range shots are a little bit more in fashion and three-point shooting really, really matters. Um, for, for a team like the Magic were... That kind of defense worked because A, Nikola Vucevic wasn't going to be able to get up on people and, and, and really kind of get out on the perimeter. So playing a conservative defensive style with a lot of drop coverages made a lot of sense. This team is not that team, though. And Jamal Mosley is not that coach. Uh, watching this team, there is a lot more ball pressure coming from the Orlando Magic. A big thing that I think Jamal Mosley, you know, Jamal Mosley's defensive buzzwords are um, playing tough. Uh, communicating and and, and, play, and playing tied together. Um, the tied together part is probably the weakest pillar of that, but everything else is pretty solid. Um, you know, the Magic have been a tough team. They've been they've been getting after people. They've been kind of digging in. They've been putting a lot of ball pressure. That is something that I think Jamal Mosley is going to bring to this team. They're going to be a little bit more aggressive and a little bit more assertive, trying to create turnovers and get out in transition. Magic have done a good job at that. The Magic's best offense has been in transition, as as most teams would be. Um, Orlando's done a really good job, I feel, getting up into guys, making the ball handler feel them, and forcing them to kind of speed up. The Magic want teams who play sped up. Um, you know, they're not gonna. They don't want them to have to try and figure out how to how to pick apart a defense like it's a a knot where you have to kind of pull the pull the right thread to unlock the whole thing. They want you to speed up and make decisions. They want to force you into decisions, force you into traps, and, and get after you. And, and again, that's a really refreshing style and a style that a lot of team, a lot of people think fits better with young teams just trying to create a little bit of chaos. And that's certainly what the Magic are trying to do to some extent. It's not quite worked perfectly in Summer League. Um, I think, you know, again, that the second part of that, or the third part of that, um, you know, you know, the talking I think has been fine. You can kind of, you can kind of see that through the TV screen. Um, but the third part of that pillar is the part that's really tough. You got to be tied together to make this work. Everyone's got to be rotating to the right spots. Um, you're going to get beat if you pressure, and Cole Anthony's gotten beat. I think Cole Anthony, you know, he said that he was really focusing on his defense during this, heading into the summer league and in this offseason. Um, and I think his defense is a lot better, but he still struggled to keep guys in front of him. Guards have gotten blown by on several occasions, and that means you got to be tied together. That means your center has to be in the right spot to cut off the penetration. That means the next rotation guy has got to be over, you know, in the zone, essentially, in the weak side zone, essentially, to cover the role man that the center left and then be able to scramble back the three-point line. Um, I think generally the Magic have had a good second line of defense. 
it's that next line of defense that's been that's really struggled as, as teams have been able to kind of pass them apart uh, for for long stretches of the game. Now again, a lot of these players are not players the Magic are actually going to be using. Uh, Wendell Carter is a much better defender than John Teske. Mobamba is a much bigger presence than John Teske or uh, even Absurd Midgard. Um, these are guys that that you know are, are are there, but the Magic center position is obviously the weakest part of this summer league roster. But the Magic, I think this philosophy is really, really key. Um, I think this philosophy is a real big key to who this Magic team is trying to be. But of course, we live in an offensive league. This is an offensive-driven league, and so we have to think about the offense here too. And coming out of Thursday's game, especially, the question still remains, who's going to score? And I think that is still a very real question for the Orlando Magic that Summer League has not quite answered to some extent. We'll get into that coming up here in just a moment. But first, this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Wind door often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning that you probably don't have the answers to. And wait while the person behind the computer orders the parts on their computers. Choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry may not even be the right part, to be perfectly honest. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your your pocket. You can find it yourself. So save time and money when using Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for more than 20 years. Their prices are reliably low for every customer, and they have everything you can need from brake parts, tail lamps, mortar oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in there. How'd you hear about us, box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts a car will ever need at rockauto.com. Today's podcast also brought to you by our pals at Built Bar. Did you know that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors? There's literally something for everyone. When you talk to Built Bar fans, and most of us on the Lockdown Podcast Network are, we're passionate about our favorites. And there are so many flavors to choose from that it's hard to pick your favorite. You could pick a fruity flavor like raspberry. I don't even like raspberries and I enjoy the raspberry built bar. Or you can pick a more traditional chocolate bar flavor like German chocolate or cookies and cream. I I have so many flavors that I like and and even some flavors that I don't think I will like, I like because these bars are so good. But not only are built bar flavors the best tasting, they're healthy too. Check out the macros on these 17 to 18 grams of protein. Calories ranging from 130 to 180 only four to five grams of sugar and only four to five grams of net carbs. They're amazing flavors. They're all tasty, all healthy, and so much more. Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. So all those gold medals were powered by Built Bar. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. You can have all the best laid plans offensively, the best schemes, the best plays, and obviously Summer League, you're not seeing that because this this group just does not have enough time together uh, to really implement complex sets and, and really get into the details. But one thing that we have seen throughout the course of the Summer League is a question that will haunt the Magic and has haunted the Magic for several years. Who's going to score? Where is the offense going to come from? 
it's a very, very real question for this team. A very, very real question uh, for for any team. The real, real question for the Magic themselves, because offense has always been an issue. And with a team that has so many key players, we are asking and wondering, where's the offense going to come from? Thursday's game especially was frustrating because so much of it was about missed shots, sure. But so much of it, too, was about trying to figure out who's going to kind of break out. Cole Anthony's had a really poor shooting um, poor shooting summer league. No doubt about it. Jalen Suggs has looked impressive and impressive enough to really give us a lot of confidence about his ability to create. And frankly, there have been so many passes, so many really good, elite, advanced passes that he has made. Some sloppy ones, too. Um, but some elite passes that he has made that the team just hasn't cashed in on. I mentioned the Magic are 8th in 3-point field goal percentage, but through Thursday's game, that that was only at 33.3%. Shooting numbers are depressed here in Summer League. So maybe this isn't as big of a concern, and obviously the Magic have some scores, or some potential scores, in their lineup. Markel Fultz, Jonathan Isaac, Gary Harris, you know, Wendell Carter. They've, they've got some offense, but there's going to be a lot of balance on this team, and, and it's going to be by committee. Certainly, Jalen Suggs feels like he has taken over as the team's late-game finisher and late-game closer. Um, that was abundantly clear. I think Cole Anthony tried to muscle him out and struggled in that role late in that Golden State game. And then Suggs cleared the way. Clear, and then Suggs made all the plays late in that game to win it. Again, I don't think it's a doubt that Jalen Suggs is the best player on this team. But Jalen Suggs probably isn't a 25-point-a-night guy. Um, and certainly as a rookie, he's going to have his struggles and he's going to face a lot of d- tough defense and, and a lot of teams trying to pick on him and, and, and pick apart his game as such a young player. We're not sitting here expecting the Magic to be uber competitive this year. They're not going to dominate and win a lot of games this year. That's, that's just the reality. But... We still want to see hints of what this offense can be and who's going to be the leader of this team. It can't just be a constant replacement of the next draft picks the guy. The next draft picks the guy. We, we like Jalen Suggs a lot, and he needs to be a key part of this team, but we need to see hints of who the Magic can be when they're competitive, when they're ready to win, when they're ready to play that big role. And right now, it's not certain what that looks like. Again, the offense right now is the least concrete part of this team. Um, Jamal Mosley has said, you know, he wants to play with pace, play with space, and play with the pass. The pace part, we can assume, means they want to get into their sets quickly, use transition baskets to to get easy buckets. The space part, uh, we can assume, means the Magic want to create spacing where they can kick out for three-pointers and make three-point shots. And play with the pass would assume they mean inside out and that they're passing as much as attacking off the dribble. But this summer league, we probably see more attacking off the dribble and more forced shots at the rim than that play with the pass part of the game. And maybe that's the most difficult part to develop. We've seen it, though, grow. With Franz Wagner able to cut a little bit, with Cole Anthony's assist jumping up a little bit. There's a potential for it still to grow. And again, Jalen Suggs, great passer. Much better passer than I anticipated, actually. But at the end of the day, it's about scoring. 
It's about putting the ball in the basket. And that part is still a mystery. That part is still a challenge. And that part is still way too ill-defined. I'm not going to have the answers to that questions here in mid-August at the end of Summer League. That's a question that's going to get answered a lot more in the preseason and in training camp. Before the regular season begins, we will have a better idea of how this offense will be composed. And of course, the health of Jonathan Isaac looms over all of this and what he can do offensively, what he can add offensively, because his shooting form is about the only thing he can work on. But who's going to score the ball was the big question exiting the season. It is still the big question entering the season. The Magic obviously have done very little to address these key offensive issues. And while this is probably a multi-year question, it is still a question that needs to be asked. And Summer League, despite the impressive play of Jalen Suggs, has done little to answer that question. That's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. I hope you all enjoyed my vacation. I enjoyed my vacation too, but I'm glad to be back in the chair with you. We'll be here every single day this week with new episodes of Locked on Magic. We'll recap Summer League. We'll talk a little bit about what we learned and what the future looks like for the Magic as we push forward toward regular season and training camp. But that's going to do it for me today. You can, of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr__md. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. Don't forget, too, to check out the Locked On Today podcast. Today on the Locked On Today podcast, will Aaron Rodgers show up to training camp in Green Bay? Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Phil Prosper. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.